cosmic voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is episode nine. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Hello, Mick. And I am Mick Michaels. We welcome you to the show. How you doing, pal? Yes. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing good. How about you? Fantastic. As always, I'm oh. fantastic. It's getting closer to uh, Hallmark Christmas time. That's right. I posted something earlier this week about like uh, hot chocolate and snuggles on couches and uh, the Hallmark uh, holiday thing. It actually, the Hallmark holiday season starts October 26th. Oh, God. They, they, so they don't even wait till November. They just, no. just started no. early. No. They have literally like, I don't know, 45 new movies coming out between the two stations. I'm not sure how they did. They must have spent the winter during COVID just editing what they did last year. That's the only way I, I think that they did. <laughs> Unless the, taking stuff, yes, yeah, right. Just trying to figure yeah. out how to put a story I mean, together. Yeah, that's it. I mean, unless it's just going to be a bunch of iPhone edits, you know, and it just people you got to pretend you're there, and it's just real quick back and forth. Oh, it's going to be. I don't know what that's going to be, but um, you know, but you know, I, I have a collection of DVD and Blu-ray of you know of classics that just in case it does fall apart, I can easily slip them in. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be no Charlie Brown this year on regular Ooh. TV. Yep, all moved to Apple TV. You know how that works. I uh, yeah, I got. I am not as long as you know me and many other people. That is a that that move hurts, man. Like, I mean, I guess in a business aspect, I get it, but dude, seriously, like, ugh, yeah, what a horrible idea. I think it's a crappy move, too, simply because it's a generational type of TV show, right? I mean, you got f at least 50 years the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, has been on television, right? CBS always played it. Yeah. And, you know, every year, new fan. I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, new stuff every year. I mean, it's bad enough they take another, like, you know, <laughs> Wizard of Oz isn't on every year anymore and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's part of the American culture, so to speak, to keep those things alive and well especially for the younger generation you know so they can kind of look back because there is some wholesomeness to that i know that sounds you know i'm an old parent now so it's it, that that thing's important to me so <laughs> no listen i i totally understand and and you know my thing is like i didn't mind like sometimes if i missed it you know showing live i would you know get it on demand because i, I never bought the dvds because for me like tuning into the gray pumpkin on tv was like something really cool and so you know if i bought it on demand like that i that didn't bother me but at least i can go to like the cbs on demand and buy it from cbs right. like now right and now what do i buy apple tv come on man it's that's just ridiculous i know i know well you know which leads into they said you know music went the way of digital streaming tv has yeah. done the same thing movies now. i know i know um it's a matter of time that, you know, for bands like us, live performances may do the same thing, especially with no end in sight to the restrictions right now. Yeah. Whether it's, it's looking that way, man. Yeah, whether it's a move that is inevitable or a move that's being forced upon the artists, we all may have to adapt no matter what. But, uh, you know, according to some of the new stuff, we're not looking at any serious changes or lifts 
for the majority of the nation anytime soon. I mean, today, you know, Ozzy said that uh, he won't be touring until 2022. A lot of other artists are doing the same thing. They're pretty much writing off 2021. It hasn't even started yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's it, true. People have already written off 2020, like four months ago, and now the new yeah. year, which hasn't even started, is being completely written off. So we may not be looking at anything different until the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth of 2021. That So we, we may be bracing for a long, cold winter. Yes, and, and uh, yeah. So I mean, we're either going to uh, embrace this new thing, or we're gonna we're gonna die trying. I guess I, I don't know. It's a, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I mean, we're all in this. Well, actually, you know that thing. We're all in the same boat. Somebody actually just told me the clarification is we're not all in the same boat, but we're all in the same storm. Everybody's got well, a little it, different uh, yeah. boat. Some boats That's are a right. little better than others. That's right. Some of us. But they are, all stink. Yeah, they all, they're they all, all sink the same. Right, but listen, when it hits the fan, it it all hits you in the face. So that's where yeah, we're at. Agreed. All right, so I think we have a show suggestion. Yes, it came in. Yes, sir, we do. This was given to us by our good friends at Grim Dystopian, Ben and Fifi. So Grim Dystopian is a podcast out of New York, and they they pretty much uh, center around heavy metal from their area and beyond. And this was a message that they sent to Mick and I. We come at music differently from the podcast perspective. We don't have licenses. So we reach out to every band we play. Sometimes it is impossible to find their music. So the art of making it easy is about listing links to Bandcamp, SoundCloud, etc., on all social media platforms. Listing where they are from, if there are several bands with the same name, etc. Listing contact info to reach out seems common sense, but we do more searching for music than playing because some of the underground stuff is so hard to find. Also, we notice bands try to be clever with the spelling of their name, inserting periods in their band names, etc. In an age of digital, that makes it hard when the spelling of a band is not what you expect or have random characters. So, I can tell you, Mick, in um, doing what you know I have been doing in the past couple of years, that finding information on a band is literally impossible sometimes. Certain bands, like would Ben and Fifi say like it's completely legit doing our radio show like sometimes we'll try to you know if we play a band's music just like Grim Dystopian does you know we'll try to have a little background information on them and you would be shocked or maybe you wouldn't be you probably wouldn't be because you're you're in the thick of it all too how many bands don't have information they they don't have a bio they don't have contact information you know websites man whatever the day of band websites is some of them still do. And I, I personally think it's a good thing to have, but uh, you know, you don't necessarily need one because everything you could do through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. But it is amazing to me how many bands do not have information on their sites, whether it be social medias or YouTubes or, you know, on their web, on their physical actual website or their band camp or SoundCloud, like, it is amazing to me that bands don't have information. Oh, I, I hear you. It's, I know exactly what you're talking about. I hear it all the time. Uh, I see it all the time. I, 
not only as an artist dealing sometimes with other artists in that capacity, like band to band type of thing, but that I also interview artists. Sometimes it's very difficult at all levels to get the oh, yeah. proper information that you need to round out, say, like an interview or, you know, or, you know, playing their music or a video link or a website link or when you're communicating to them. And most of the time, no one speaks on the phone anymore. You know, you have to do this through email or whatever. And you say, you know, please provide some web links. Please provide some photos. Anything that you want to accompany the interview to help promote you and your music, include it. And it, if you include it, I'll put it in there. If I have to go looking for it and searching, which I do. I mean, I do it probably 90% of the time, unfortunately. And this is at all levels of interviews that I do. Uh, top guys to the, you know, to us guys at the bottom. It makes it difficult, and it's a struggle. So there's a lot of things, and this that's a fantastic, that's a great insider perspective of someone looking at the artist, right? And saying, listen, we want to play your stuff. We want to support you. We want the world to hear you. You just got to make it a little easier for us. Like we, yeah. we, like yeah. we want to do, we'll do as much legwork as possible, but you got to meet us halfway. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, agree. agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, Nick, let me ask you this. And I know my personal opinion about it, again, it's just an opinion, but coming from using the cosmic universe that we're in, what is the most important thing to have on a band's page? We'll say, is a bio as important as it was, say, 10, 15 years ago, like back in the day? It is important, okay? And it doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be War and Peace, it, uh, something short, three, four, five lines tops. It's something to give the band a little bit of depth and texture so that somebody just doesn't see a name and a photo. Now, for some people, that may be okay. But again, if you're someone, a DJ, a podcast host, a radio station director, program director, you want just a little bit more substance so that the person that's going to promote that has something to give to the audience right because they, they want something like that they want just a little you know some basic stuff in that short bio where's the band headquartered we hail from philadelphia we formed in 2011 it's just some basic stuff like that the world's so big that you could have several bands with the same name i mean you see that even bands that were big say in the 80s there's bands that are carrying their name today it's not even the same band like there's a couple, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a couple whiplash bands out there. Right, right. You right. know, you know, and there's uh, there's a couple tyrants. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and depending on what era you came up in the metal scene, you know, when you think of whiplash, I, I go back to the '80s. When I hear tyrant, I go yeah. back to the '80s. Well, there's a tyrant that's you know only about seven eight years old here in America. Yeah, right? and there's a whip. Yeah, you know, I yeah. Never, I I never really thought I didn't never really thought of it that way. Yeah, it's true. You know, so sometimes you'll like you know on Facebook you're trying to tag somebody you'll go you know a at whatever and then you'll see like three of them come up and then some people yeah. want to get it you know yeah. and they put the official but sometimes you got to actually go to the page and find out well is this the same one you know you have to look at right. the year right. is this guy are they are they headquartered out of Detroit is this guy who just came out of you know Tennessee I mean you don't know so I think yeah. a short bio kind of just to say what kind of music you do. Who you know who you are. If your band is looking to get promotion outside of the band themselves, you have to make things accessible. And I think a good solid EPAC is the way to go. 
right? Yeah. And we talked yeah. about this before. And again, that EPAC should include a short bio. You know, where the band's located, the name. Include some highlights of the band, right? Some things, some points of interest. Why should people be reading this? Any awards, some major press, tours, shows that you've done, bands you've played with, the releases that are out or coming out, you know, things like that. And again, everything's digital now, so you don't even have to carry. I mean, I remember the days of, you know, everything was in a folder. And that folder just kept yeah, getting yeah. bigger and bigger, and you're sending out yep. postage just getting more and more, you know? All of a sudden, you are yeah. sending War and Peace. You know, include three to five MP3s, and have them MP3s labeled. One of the biggest peeves that I hear quite often from, you know, DJs, stations, is the MP3s aren't labeled properly. The song one, untitled. You don't even know yeah. who it's from. It, yeah, MP and you know... You don't realize how important that is till you're on our end of it, uh, you know, on the media end of it. You know, if the band makes money, you know, off of being played on the air, it's got to have that information because it, it then gets read, you know, gets registered once it plays. And then, you know, however that loop works, you know, then that band gets money. But you have to have that information for the, you know, just so you see what's being played in the name of the song because it has to be registered. I know when we play our stuff on our station, Everything is registered. We have a window on our website that shows you the name of the song and, and who's playing. And that registers to whatever licensing company goes to to make sure that that, you know, that that recording is is legal, I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so they got to be properly labeled. I mean, because song titles, you know, they may be shared. So you have some into the night, say, you know, you have 50 right. into the nights. Who's who? Right. So there, yeah. there should be the it should be the song title, the band name and what album EP release it came off of. You can even attach a year at the end of that. And it should yeah. be at least 128 KB. Right. Sound quality. Right. Uh, some stations will ask for a bigger one. In my opinion, if it's if the MP3 was done properly at 128, it still sounds good. There isn't that in my opinion. This is just my opinion. There isn't that much better of a sound quality. People think that there right. really is, but it really isn't. So it doesn't, you know, 128 is the standard. It, it works good for me. So it's got to be properly labeled. This way people can find you. They can, you know, oh, this is the band. This is the song title. Boom, you got it. The other thing that you want to include is, you know, three to four pictures, band images, maybe solo shots, depending on who you are, right? The logo of the band, the album cover, or whatever release you're promoting at that time. And really, because what happens is if you're going to be a guest on the show, a lot of these guys will do a little mock-up promo on their website, maybe on their Facebook page. Maybe some of them do posters or flyers. I mean, we've run into this problem, too, as we've cycled through several singers uh, the past 10 years. You know, we're, we're with one singer and someone just goes online because they didn't bother to look at our EPAC. They just picked up the first picture and it's a different singer. And then they're promoting it, you know, and then there's there's all this, you know, and you're all you sometimes feel awkward saying, oh, excuse me. Listen, that's not the right. You know, I have press releases that go out the inf ever, all the information's given to them. But some of these guys, you know, because they're just as at fault at time. Media guys are just as at fault as as us artists. Yeah, they'll already have their stuff in a file. They just grab the same picture over and over again, over and over again, you know, and they're not they're not updating yeah. themselves. So. Keep that stuff, ban images updated, especially if you are changing members. I'd also include links to videos, maybe one or two, two of your latest videos or at least your most popular videos. 
and contact mm-hmm. information, like you were saying earlier, email, web yeah. links. I'm still a firm believer of every band should have their own official website. Because if social media goes down, you've lost everything. Everybody lived on MySpace. Now MySpace, it's still up, but it's dead. Nobody cares about MySpace. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. I know there's people that still use it. I don't know why, but, you know, but it, it must get enough traction that people are still there. However, yeah. the new trend mm-hmm. is not to go there, right? Years ago, even 10 years ago, five years ago, they said, have an official website, use that as the hub, and then have everybody go from there. Now, that's how it used to be. Yeah. Right. Now they tell you the opposite. They want you to use the, yeah. the prime social media, and your website is just for if people need to find some hard to find merch or something, or you're running something special or whatever. And like you said, some places don't have an official website. I'm still a firm believer. Have an official website. Again, that keeps you in the game responsible. You know, list your social media, maybe an address, you know, snail mail. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it has a stamp and you use the U.S. Postal Service. You know, I actually still use it. I keep a P.O. box. There's still things that I get, merchandise. You know, there's some things that I need to see tangible, right? And even a phone number. Listen, I know everybody, nobody wants to talk anymore, but you will have some old school people that still want to pick up the phone and talk to you. Sometimes you can get a lot done in a two-minute conversation than an hour and a half texting war. So it's just something to think about. And regularly update that EPAC. Keep it fresh. Worst case, at least once a quarter. Update that uh, EPAC. You can keep it up on Dropbox, right? They give you a free account for two gig. And that, that link... You just share that link out when you, oh you need an epac here's our here's the band's epac here's the band's epac you can also set up a link if you have an official website and have your epac available to everyone to see all the time it's as easy as that you save on paper you save on ink you save on postage you save on running back and forth to the mailbox everything's digital oh click click and if you have all those things saved you can take care of it like that i think that's where it starts because now you're making yourself accessible to people, right? You need information. You're a DJ. You contact me. Hey, Mick, I'd like to have you know your band on the show next month. Can you send me some information? Maybe a couple tracks. I start kind of you know gearing things up. Boom. I don't have to shuffle around a hundred different files. I don't have to do this. I don't have to waste yeah. time. I can have it to you. You know, I have it to you within the hour. Or here yeah. it is. You know, whatever. And it's you're one and done. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. I think, you know, going back, Mick, to what you were saying about websites, too, I think a lot of the issue is with bands not having websites is because I don't really see this much in our genre. But um, when I say our, I mean you and I. You know, like you're kind of pop, rock, rock acts, like these acts get signed by how many likes they have on a page. Can't really tell that on a web page. So going back to what you were saying about how now everybody goes social media and then the website being last, where back in the day it used to be website first and then social media. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, sometimes bands, artists get signed because they have 100,000 likes on their Facebook page and they could be awful. But if they have those likes, then that's all that matters to the labels. Some of them anyway. That's true. I mean, I get that. The flip side of that is, is people buy likes. We found that things have been inflated. Oh, yeah. As long as people understand it, 
numbers don't necessarily equate to talent. But then again, in this industry of entertainment, it's never really been about talent. It's been about no. the draw. It's been about the money that you can make. It's about a certain look. I mean, is talent involved? Yeah, there are plenty of talented musicians. I'm not saying that people aren't talented, so let's not go that route. But I'm just saying that all of us could probably list at least five actors, five artists, five musicians that, you know, their talent may be questionable. You know what I mean? But more power to them. Listen, I, I don't begrudge anybody. More power to them. You could do it. If I look like Brad Pitt and I held a guitar... <laughs> You know what I mean? Listen, I, I always say just turn on your local pop radio and the first five songs you see, questionable. Yeah. Or first five songs you hear, yeah. very questionable. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's the way that goes. Again, that's a whole nother thing. Another thing I think that they brought up in the suggestion was to use link names or domain names that are easy to spell, remember, or find. This is something that we... Yeah. Artists want to be creative. And they come up with a crazy way of spelling a common name, right? Or a common word. And I get that, right? But think about it. Prince's website was not that symbol. He had the symbol on his website, but you couldn't put that symbol in the domain name, in the link name. Right. Right? Right. Even when he wasn't Prince anymore, he was the artist formerly known as Prince. And that was all part of his shtick. That was the way that mm -hmm. he wanted to hammer at home to Warner Brothers. That was the point. However, he was already a big success. Okay, for the rest yeah. of us that are still trying to get some, you got, again, you want to make yourself accessible? Use things that are simple, basic. I'm not saying that you can't be different and you can't be creative, but at the same time, you want to be able to be found. The more complex, the more complicated that you make things, you know, no matter how clever or creative you're trying to be, the harder it will be to find you. And people will lose interest very fast. There, statistically, at one point, I, and I'm not sure if it's still the same right now, but they said if it takes longer than eight seconds for something to download or come up with or look for on the Internet, more than eight seconds, people go, the heck with it, let me move on to the next thing. Now, I realize download <laughs> speeds are much faster now. Search engines are much faster than they were. So that may be shaved off a couple seconds there, but still, now you're talking, you're talk listen, five seconds, eight seconds, right? That, that means our attention span is worse than a dodo bird. The, the pipsquack bird, right? You know what I mean? So I, um, that's showing age. Anyway, that, my wow. yeah, wow. Anyway, th that's my point. Right? I mean, like, you know, if we can't keep people's attention for five seconds, eight seconds, how are we going to get them to listen to a three-minute song? There is nothing worse than trying to tag a band on Facebook and you can't get them because they have some odd spelling or their names all in caps or whatever it is. It is so frustrating to me that when I can't tag a band. That is frustrating. I was actually having problems with it this week, trying to get some things out for the Cosmic View, and I was like, I don't understand. I'm, why can't I, you know... And this was a major band, and I was kind of like, well, am I doing something right? So then I have to go over, find their other website, and say, well, okay, and then yep. they're trying to match pictures up. You know, you're trying to match a picture up that was about the size of a, of a, of a match head. Yeah, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, right? Let's, let's make it harder for me. 
But, that, hey, listen, that's what they do, right? So if people won't give you the five to eight seconds to find you, they're not going to give you the time to listen to your music because you just frustrated somebody. If they got to jump through yeah. hoops and over hurdles and to grandmother's house, they go just to listen to you. Nah, they'll stay home. Yeah. Right? Great. No, I totally agree. I totally you know? agree. And I've said this before as artists because, you know, I mean, I can stand in the front of the line because I did it for a lot of years. I made things a lot harder for myself than they should have been because, you know, I had principle. I had pr- I was creative. I was different. I chose to be left-handed, <laughs> which made my life completely miserable as a guitar player. Anyway, so don't make people work to find your band and its music. It's just like, why would you do it? You might as well. You might as well go dig a ditch in your backyard, throw everything in there, right? Cover it up. Wait till the season passes, the grass comes back, and then go to the DJs. Okay, whoever finds it in the backyard gets to play it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm handing yeah, out shovels. I'm handing out shovels. I'll bring in pizza later. Most people go, you know, I like, keep your pizza and take your shovel and you know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Well, it's true, man. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Man. Yeah. It really is. It's crazy. I, it, 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 it's amazing to me in how, you know, listen, if you're an artist and you're being creative for yourself and, you know, you, you're that anti-cool, like you don't really want people to hear your stuff, then rock on. That's all cool. But like we're doing this so people hear your stuff and to make it hard for people to find your stuff, especially in this day and age of digital downloads, social media, like it should be easy to find your stuff and not only find your music should be super easy to find your information. Absolutely. So easy. Absolutely. It's so easy. It should be Absolutely. easy. Listen, I get it. You know, everybody wants to be cool about it. Okay. But you're absolutely right. We're in this to share the music that we create. Because if we're not, listen, there's plenty of people to create music. Don't do anything with it. Yeah. You know? And that's fine. They do it. They do it for their own personal Yep. Enrichment. They are the same people that aren't putting it out on iTunes, aren't trying to get booked at a show, aren't trying to do interviews. They're just playing along at home. They have a good time. Right. Maybe they do. They, they sing at church, and that's the end of it. Right, right. But when right. you take that step outside of your basement and go, can you listen to this? Right. And then you say that to a bunch of people, and then you put it on iTunes, and you get a Facebook page... Well, bud, you just changed the game for yourself. You can't say, well, I'm, I, I don't care if people don't, you don't care if people, then don't get rid of your Facebook page. Shut it down today. D- stop. Yeah. Don't bother us with it because we need one less person to help everybody else jump up another notch. Right? Yeah. It's already yeah. busy yeah. enough. Okay? But as soon as you make that leap, then you got to start playing by certain rules. If you're trying to share your music, don't play rock star when it comes to your info or the business. Like, everybody wants to be, oh, I'm cool, you know, like that, whatever, man, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. How was the tour? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, man, you know, you, you can find me. Just look me up. I mean, Google me, bitch. Right, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't work. Keep, keep the rock star routine to the stage because that's where it is. That's the show business, right? Yeah. Show them your yeah. business, yeah. like Gene Simmons says. But with the other stuff, you got to do it so that it works and that it's easy and simple. You got to make yourself, your brand, your band easy to find and access. And listen, with the digital world today, it's done that. Anybody who came up 
in the 70s, in the 80s, even in the early 90s, even to, I mean, to mid, mid-90s, like late, you know, even yeah. 95, 98, things didn't start really changing or, or started catching some steam until about 2000. Remember, statistically, the internet didn't take off as a worldwide phenomenon until 2002. People were right. still yeah. using dial-up back then. Dial-up? What is that? That's yeah. a telephone with a landline. Yeah. Web... Web TV, bitch. Yeah, I mean, you had to, some people. You had to take your phone and put it into this little thing, and and all these weird and it's like, and then speeds. You talk about speeds, man. Oh my god, yeah. it's horrible. You you you'd have a better shot at racing yourself down to Jersey than this than some of the internet speeds at that time, right? It's you, true, man. You know, you know what I'm true. saying? Yeah, Very yeah. True. Oh my God! It was you know so, and the internet, everything looked like a word document page. People forget that cell phones weren't that popular. Watch some of the movies, nope. even in the early two thousands. Yep. Not everybody had a cell phone in the movie. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. cell yeah. phones are part of the script writing. They're part of the character. Right. When part was the last? The yeah, part of the culture. When was the last time you seen them pick up a landline? People are in their house. <laughs> they pick up a cell phone. They're calling people. I mean, it's, you know. Get with the times. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That's what you want to do, man. I mean, it's like, don't leave those things to chance. Just like, not everybody is going to take the time and do the research. Because we, right. we have a disposable society right now. We have a instant gratification society right now. I, I'm not saying yeah. it in a negative context. I'm just saying that's yeah, the reality right. of it. Yeah. As artists, we need to stay up on that. It's just the same as, listen, you're not going to play... And record music like it right. was 70, right. 1978, right. right? Unless that is your niche. Because the dynamics right. are different. The playing is different. The style is different. However, if that's part of your thing, well, then that's... I understand that. Listen, I'm a, I'm a big yeah. fan of that, like, you know, 77 to 82 recording style. And I actually yeah, still use a lot of it because, again, my band is a niche band. We have that particular traditional sound and, 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 I, and I want that. I don't like the heavy over digital sound. Though I'm using digital technology, I'm just trying to kind of shape it yeah. a little warmer. I'm, not big, on that. I'm right? not big on that digital sound either. Yeah, yeah. but I again, like, I, I, I like stuff to still sound original. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't use analog anymore, man. I don't want to carry those things around. That's you know. So I, I had to move to the new technology. Same thing with this. It's kind of like you're playing the game. If you want to be a good competitor, you got to learn the rules of the game and just follow it. And really, most of the DJs like yourself and radio programmers and all, they're actually on your side. These are people that are yeah. trying to support the scene, the indie scene. They want artists to succeed. And they need your music to fill their program list, man. They're dying yeah. for it. So the more stuff you have to give them, anytime you go out of your way and you give them something, they're excited simply because there are nine other bands that won't do that. Because yeah. they feel that they're entitled because they wrote some songs that you should be playing my stuff. And that's not how it works. I see it all the time. I talk to DJs. Artists come with this elite type of entitlement attitude. And most of us are nobodies, right? We're just regular yeah. people just trying to make something work. I don't know. Like I said, we often make it harder for ourselves. And I'm talking from experience, but I've seen it. Over the past 30-some years, I see it all the time with artists. We sometimes make it. I spend a lot of time in the studio. I watch guys make it so hard on themselves. Dude, just, yeah. play, just play the part, man. There's only three <laughs> of us in the room. Don't worry about it. 
They're not going to hear the bad stuff. Just play your part. This is costing us 55 bucks an hour. This is an 88. This is 55 bucks an hour. Just play your part. <laughs> it's so true because, like you said, like all we want to do is support bands. Like No matter what you're doing, whether it is radio, whether it is podcasting, we just want to support the bands. And you really make it hard to support your band. <laughs> you right. really, really do. Right. Oh, man. I'm telling you, don't leave things a chance. It's like dotting your I's and crossing your T's. My mother always said that. You want to keep people's interest. It's the same thing with your EPAC. You got to have enough interest in there to go, yeah, I want I want to talk to these guys. I've seen EPACs that are unbelievably long. If you look on some of the bios on Facebook, they are so, they are a blow by blow. Yeah. Like, on Monday, we did this. Tuesday, we did this. So on and so forth. And that's in 1982. In 1983, Monday, we did this. And, uh, uh, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. No, no, man. Just hit the highlights. Hit boom, boom, boom. Draw people in. Nowadays, they, they want the one sheet, right? It's a short bio. Yeah. Right? Yes. There, nobody wants the long book anymore. Save that for the publishing deal. The one sheet, it's like a movie trailer. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's a quick treatment. Yep. If you give them everything right out of the gate, what's the, it's it's kind of, what's the saying? If you're getting the milk for free, why buy the cow or something like that? Why buy know. the cow and you're getting milk for yeah. free? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly. I don't drink milk anymore. That's right. <laughs> Stuff will kill you. Anyway, <laughs> turns your brain to mush. Pasteurization. No, and that's stuff. watching too much television. Yeah, turned your brain to mush. That was from watching too much TV. My parents used to tell me. Yeah, well, that and you'd go blind. Well, no, the golden blind was something else. Okay. Yeah, so anyway. that's for another. Yeah, that's for another show. I'd have to bring James back on <laughs> for that one. Junk. Yeah, I have to bring James back on that. Doctor James will tell you all about going blind. <laughs> that's a cosmic. That's a cosmic bucket jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let them let them two asinine guys talk about it. <laughs> But make it easy for people to find you. It's really not that hard. It just takes a little bit of time. And once you have it in play, it's easy. And as you're updating, yeah, yeah and as you're just kind of updating it, it's a couple things rather than a, a bunch of things. Because, you know, the worst thing is, too, to be at your rehearsal spot or, you know, hanging out one night and you go, how come nobody listens to our music? How come nobody's bought this stuff? Like, how come nobody knows we're around? Well, maybe it's because you didn't give all the information you should have. And you don't make it easy for people to find you. You're your own worst enemy at that point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, we go back to that over and over again. I'm, You know, I, I should have a T-shirt that says that. Like, poster child. <laughs> poster child for it. Absolutely. So, again, real quick recap. Make it easy for people to find you. Your band, your brand, your music. Easy, accessible. Don't make people work to find your music, to find your band, especially if they're trying to support you, whether it's playing yep. sh- their, your music on their show, bringing you in for an interview, making mention in passing. It's got to be simple. I suggest a real good, solid EPAC. Again, a couple MP3s, a short bio. Let people know where you're headquartered. I actually just seen that. It came out of the UK. DJ said... Why aren't bands listing where they come from anymore? Some people want that. They go. So if if it's an overseas DJ, 
They're going to go, oh, I want somebody from the U.S. I want somebody from Canada. I want to, I'm trying to give my show some more diversity in terms of an international feel. Now, again, maybe you can tell that by the music. Maybe you can. It doesn't matter. They want to list that on the artists. Right? If you're doing a festival, like nowadays everybody's doing an online festival. These guys are trying to get people from the U.S., from France, from Britain, from Germany, from South America, wherever. Because it creates that feeling. That's what these guys are doing. They're trying to support the music. And if you got somebody that's asking you for your stuff, make it easy for them. Contact information, like Chris said, email, web links, official website, you know, snail mail, phone number, social media, links to videos, three, four photos of the band, logo. Definitely, definitely needed logo. A good quality image of the logo. High resolution. Nothing worse than a low resolution and it's like an inch and a half big. And then you go try to put it on, and it's all blurry, and it looks bad. It looks terrible. And then you go, well, for, why'd you put up that bad? Well, because that's the one you gave me. For the listeners, Mick, what would be, give our listeners a, a good image size, or, you know, do they use JPEG? Like, what is, give them the format to use a logo in an EPAC. I'm good with JPEGs, but I know they use the uh, the PNGs now. Even a, a, a GIF file works well, but JPEG. For photos, right, maybe a 5 by 7 and mm-hmm. I'm big on the 300 DPI, that's especially if, if you want super quality. If you're going to do a small photo, say you do a 4 by 4 you want to make it 300 DPI. I realize that when it's being put on the internet, on the web, you only need it like at 72 DPI. But if you send 72 DPI, chances are it's just not going to look as good. So you want to make sure it's sharp. I would not go any less than 150 DPI. I like bigger photos, so I stick with about 5 by 7 no less than 150 DPI. That way, you're guaranteed that it looks good. Really, at the end of the day, you want to look your best. Because when anything leaves your desktop, your desk, your station, headquarters, whatever, ensure that whatever leaves your headquarters, your desktop, is the best that it can be. It's a hope and a prayer once it leaves there, but the better that you can make it, the better your chances are that it will turn out very well. Just like we said with the MP3s, at least 128 KB. Have them properly labeled. Your photos, an average size, you know, 1.5 meg, 2 megabyte photo should look really super crisp on the internet. I mean, you can even get away with uh, 1 meg uh, if it's shot very well, cleaned up, stuff like that. When you start getting into the KB, you can run a risk there. That Again, this is just from my experience and having an art background. I would recommend keeping it as high-end as you possibly can. Again, it's your brand. It's you. Yeah, yeah. No, agree, agree. Don't play rock star with your stuff. Keep that for the stage and, uh, you know, have a good time. And, and embrace the support, man. It's, you know, it's hard enough to get it. So when somebody's yeah. out, so when someone's out there saying, "Hey, we want to have you on, we want your music on," embrace it. Do what you can to get the music out there because you never know where it's going to lead. One hundred percent. Yeah, you never know because that's yep. you know once you're in regular rotation, that's beautiful. People can always yeah. find you. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And especially you know, especially if shows you know support links. You know, you, yep. uh, you yep. know especially like other podcasts. You know, they'll show the links of the bands that they played. You know, it's so awesome to go to the podcast page and go, oh, I like that song. Click. There's the band's information. Absolutely. Super easy. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. 
All right, so our friends at Grim Dystopia, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys uh, listening, supporting, and offering us a show suggestion. That's fantastic. Thank you for uh, for helping us help our listeners. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. If you have a question, a topic idea, or something you want us to address, just contact us through our Facebook page at The Cosmic Voice. You can listen to The Cosmic Voice at Spotify, Breaker, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and at thecosmicview.com. Check us out on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.